We're live, I think. I think we're good. See how many people come in here with uh, very little late notice. Because I was sleeping. <laughs> uh, it's been a lazy, lazy day for everybody. It doesn't matter. It's... Yeah. Uh, are you guys humid where you're from or no? It's starting to go down, but dude, it was so bad. Like the East Coast is humid as shit. So it's like 84 degrees is not hot. But when you add a fucking jacuzzi into it, <laughs> it ruins everything. Yeah, like, that's how it was at a, at our jam. And then when I was filming that uh, bottle cap thing I did, yeah. It was 90 degrees and 100% humidity, and I did it from 11 o'clock a.m. until 5. That's how long it took? That's how long it took to get the second one. I did the first one, eighth try. It took five minutes. The person holding the bottle? Yeah, that's how everyone's done it. Oh, that's such... It's so fucking easier if someone was holding it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Holy shit. I did... When I did mine, obviously, I did mine when I looked at the I looked at the hashtags on Instagram. Yeah. I uploaded mine. There was three thousand people that trended for that video. Now the trends at a hundred and fifty thousand people. Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, there's there's ridiculous amount. And I was like, all right, I just want to try this. And I was like, the fucking shitty part is, is the way that I one eighty tightens the cap. Oh, so you had to go opposite, or what'd you do? No, I just said, fuck it. I'll put it on there, but it won't be that much. Yeah. And it ain't going to work the way I wanted it. So I didn't even care. I just thought people wouldn't like it anyway. But it ended up, people liked it. But it was, uh, I did it in three tries. My first try, I accidentally did a 360. And I hit the bottle barely, and the cap came off. But it didn't work good enough. Like, I did a uh, funny hop three and hit it. Yeah. So, like, fuck. I just wanted the 180. I didn't think the three would have been cool enough. Because the three was, like, elongated because I missed the 180 and then I kept rotating. Oh, I understand. Yeah, but I needed someone to hold it. So I had all these ideas. I, I could literally, right now, if you lived here, the idea would be is me and you go right street. And then I go do a handrail. And you hold the cat, the bottle next to it. And I kick the cat yep. while I'm going down a handrail. Yep. Look, I had thousands of ideas but it just made no sense to just i was trying to do something by myself all right it's tough i was gonna just set the bottle on the railing that would have taken years well that's what i'm saying like somebody holding it in a sense is way easier because you can put it you can tilt it or you can have it in a position where you're yep. positioned correct for it when you have to hold it onto a box and then self-film it it's impossible but it's it's always fun doing that shit. Yeah. Like, trying to be a part of a hashtag thing. <laughs> yep. What's up, Jeff Mead? Uh, yeah, I had the idea while I was trying mine to do that uh, saran wrap foot plant in the five tap. Mm -hmm. But like kick the cap off at the same time. Yeah. That would have taken years. It's it's the precision, like people like kicking the fucking thing is easy as shit. If right. I just had to sit there and roundhouse kick one, whoop the fucking do. It'd take five minutes, yeah. It wouldn't even take five minutes. It'd be second try, whoop de do. Especially yeah. with someone holding it. But you add an object, 
I think the coolest one I saw, because I was watching the trend thing, it was like at 6,000 posts. Some kid did a tray flip into one. That's sweet. And I was like, that's the winner. Dang, what's up, Dan and Dan? Two Dans. What's up, Bob and Chris? How's uh, the stream look? YouTube says that it's a video output low, but OBS, my software's like working perfectly, so I don't know why it's saying that. It looks like my video part looks like cheeseburger. No, you're you, good. You look like an alien floating right now with a wig on. It's uh, it's real. <laughs> Donnie Yen blindfolded. What was that? I don't know that one. Or no, wait, I think I did see that. He's the dude that did it blindfolded and kicked it. it. It doesn't matter. All you have to do is kick it, stay in the same position, and kick again. But somebody's holding it. It's fucking cheating. If someone was it's, gonna, do it's not cheating because that's how it started. It started with someone holding it. All right. Well, here's the one that they all should have did. You take seven people, all seven of them hold the bottle, all in a circle. Like oh, this, yeah. And someone just goes, and kicks all seven of them off. That would have been cool. But see that? They don't have my mind. They might have the artistical abilities to do Jeff, that Jeff, why wouldn't you do that? Jeff, do it. He said, are you looking at this stuff? Ricky? What? Jeff said he was thinking about a decade one. Oh, that'd be fucked. You should do that. Really, I had a really good idea, and I think I could still do it. And it'll piss off Tate Ross Kelly, because Tate, Tate always tells me, oh, won't you do something with a loose stem? I have a total good idea with that bottle challenge and a loose stem. Oh, you're going to grind a rail bar spin and knock it off? No, fuck no. <laughs> I want to do something. I don't even want to say it, because I'm just going to end up doing it. But it's a good one with the loose stem. You don't want to play internet challenge games. Why not? I mean, if that's the, if, if that's what you don't want to do, but like... Everybody in the chat did the standstill challenge. That shit was fun. Those things are, those things are fun. Yeah, like, we're all going to get old and die one day. You might as well have fun doing it. <laughs> I just want to be a part of something, man. I'm sick and tired of doing the same thing. I post something on Instagram. It goes up on there. Seven people like the fucking thing. Four people tell me I suck dick. Three of them a bitch crank. Why, uh... Same thing. Why, I wonder where Tate's is at. I'm surprised he hasn't made something happen yet. Tate's lazy and did the, uh, old one where they were... That's a repost. He could use... He, he's smart enough to do both. Yeah, but he's he's getting that GT money now. He doesn't have to do anything. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <clears throat> oh, somebody said they agree with Jeff. Well, that's okay. Because this year, how he said he Jeff? doesn't want to play uh, internet challenge games. Which yeah. is fine. That's your life. You can live it however you want to. Or you could be a whore like us, and we try to be a part of everything. <clears throat> I didn't do it because I was trying to be a whore. I just was like, oh my god, five tap on the railing. That would be cool. I'm a whore. I just want to be a part of everything. That's okay, though. It's cool to, like, do that stuff and, uh, like, interact with people on the internet. Because, <clears throat> man, stuff can be lonely. 
if you're not talking to people. I, I think Instagram is the most loneliest thing ever, especially when you're just scrolling through and you see other people out having fun and you weren't invited to that fun. Mm-hmm. That's the worst. What's up, Etard? How's the stream look? Nobody said anything about the stream. I want to know if it looks okay. Does it look like a banana? Just because, yeah, YouTube's telling me it's bad, and I know that it's not. I'm trying to see if it comes up in mine. They said it looks clear. Somebody said it looks clear, anyway. Yeah, what do we got? Four people on here? Twelve. Want to make an impact? Just have a cup of our exceptional Oh, look at this. We're Inception. What is going on? Is it working or no? Looks good. Okay, cool. Has anyone in the chat actually tried the bottle cap challenge but not filmed it? I'm curious. Because there's also that side of things. Like, I bet you there's people who have done that that just didn't film it and just did it. Yeah, I don't know. I think think when you involve something that becomes a challenge and it's all BMX, it would be awesome to get way more BMXers in there to do that, to see. Like the still trick thing. Yeah, definitely. And seeing somebody do a a wall ride to, like, kick out and do that. I I could think of thousands of things that could be done on a bike. I just chose the easiest thing to do by myself, which was a 180. Well, and, like, I feel like if you're going to do something like that, it's it's kind of uh, cool to follow, like, the way that people are filming them, where the the bottle's in the very center and then whatever's happening's behind it. And it's hard to do that in any situation. I just don't. I just like to incorporate my bike with anything that has to do with the challenge. Jeff, I would use the foot. Full cab bottle challenge. Full cab? (laughs) I mean, you could. Uh, The best way to do the full cab is you put two bottles on both sides. Oh, my God. Do the full cab. You hit the back one and you hit the front one, and you take two cab or two caps off with a spin. That'd be insane. The precision for it would be hard because I'd have to have the bottle like, like this. It would just have to be exactly the width of your bike with the tires. It'd be <laughs> a thousand times easier with people holding it. It's just way easier with the hold oh, than definitely. it is having it. Because I have nothing to base it off. Of. I yeah. Have no tell me so i I think i should have just been right the whole time i was doing it i had either my buddy cody or victoria to say too high too low yeah and that totally helps cecil parker what's up and then brian lawrence with the 99 cent super chat thank you where's your thing you're supposed to have like a i don't have an empty piece of paper yeah what what uh what shirt did you bring on supposed to bring on this is from when i helped out filming the next generation jam it's a it's a shirt from a bar in pittsburgh that's called over the bar it's a bicycle themed bar bicycle cafe that's awesome i uh i got my sponsor on they followed me on instagram the other day that's sick that's good and then uh like everybody else, I got a thousand Ithaca ethic shit that yes. they just give me, and then I just have it lo- laying around. So I always use their socks. 
Yeet. Some ideas for the next BMX based challenge. Well, it's got to be something similar to like the still trick thing where anyone could get in on it. Because anyone could do the still trick. You know what's so funny? Is remember that challenge that uh, big boy and fucking. That full cab one. Or half cab. How much did you hear from that? You didn't hear shit. No. They didn't advertise. They didn't do anything. They just threw some idea out. Well, some fucking video. The, the right thing didn't happen with it. Like, the right people didn't do it to get it, like, blowing up, you know? Well, it has nothing to do with that. It's just Steve, or who's the guy? I already forgot. Scott. Scott isn't doing anything on his Instagram to promote any of that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, he isn't doing just, like, a regular post. He might put it in his stories or whatever not, but he's not doing it as a post to tell people to do that. Like, like I've said before, man, like, obviously the kids of the future, what do the kids watch? YouTube. What do the kids like? Vlogs. What are, what are we missing? All the guys that have the power are only doing it in selfish ways. They're not doing it this way. Where... I think they should just collectively come together and not fight amongst one another or say publicly that they don't like doing the same thing. You know, like, oh, well, me and Panza and Billy Perry and Augie, we we like to hang out, but we were all doing the same ideas. Yeah, but it was awesome because you got to watch one video from three different perspectives and you guys were all giving back so much and any jam or anything they were a part of, those kids were just eating it up. It's like, yeah, well, we've talked about that one so many times. I know, but there's just thousands of ways of talking about things. It's, you know, the same thing that you wanted. What did you want to talk about today? Selling out. Yeah. The and same the, uh, the wrong perceptions that people have within BMX about it. And actually, no, it wasn't selling out. It was the difference between using BMX to leverage to get like something, like using BMX as a whole and using BMX as a skill. Like the difference between learning how to ride and getting really good at riding bikes and then using that and yourself to promote yourself to a company and make money versus... Adam 22 using all of BMX to make money. So like Mike Escamilla who used BMX to become a stunt double and then got into the movie scene and got an agent, which every BMX or if you want to make it, it seems like get a fucking agent. Right. (laughs) Literally. Well, I mean, that's their job. That's why. (laughs) Yeah. And you're going to get more jobs. You're going to get more opportunities. I, I, like I've said from the beginning, as long as you give props back to the people that were there for you before you made it in anything, I don't give a fuck if you go out and you're advertising four-fingered rings that has nothing to do with fucking BMX, but you're just flossing your hands around wearing rings and you get that. As long as you go back to the point of, like, hey, I got to wherever I got because this person help me get in, I think that's better. And I think that's where Nigel misses out. Because anytime you hear something that Nigel does, he's never like, oh, the BMX community or trying to give back in some way. or. Yeah, it's, but that's also a totally different 
conversation than what I was intending. Because that's like, that's like not part of the whole using BMX to make money thing. That's like, that's like what you, uh, know, remembering your roots in the whole grand scheme of things. Yes, but he is using BMX to get out there. He's using the skill he learned as a rider and promoting himself. When you look at the majority of the world in certain sports and they mention Nigel and try to bring Nigel as being like one of the greatest riders or... Do they actually do that though? I don't know. How many fucking dudes that wear Nikes and just hang out and chill in Long Beach or something, they're going to know who Nigel is before they even know anybody else. Yeah, I don't know. He is a representation of us in some fucking way. Oh, he's the dude that went to Dubai and wrote a, or did whatever he did in those videos. You know? Yeah, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about the fact that there's a totally... There's just a huge difference between what, like, he did and what certain other people do that literally leverage BMX as a whole to make money. Right. Like, I think that a lot of people look down upon those guys who are making money like that. Or, okay, I remembered. I remembered, and this is why I needed to make this its own stream. Dang it. Because we were talking about, uh, like, how if BMX would completely lose that whole mentality of selling out and uh, making money is bad and using BMX to make money is bad and all this crap, they lose that mentality and start having the mentality of companies aren't going to pay us forever, so when they do, we should take everything we possibly can from them and get them to do events and like make them help BMX while we can things would be better off rather than like pushing out people who like, like people who make fun of Napolitan for being sponsored by a wiener company, except for that wiener company helped put on a contest. Like like stuff like that. If people would change their minds about that and you know, you know what I'm saying? It's a street mentality, man. It's corny to yeah. do that. Yeah, it's well, if it's... jump on that board than it is to... Dave Muir did it, and people don't talk crap about Dave Muir for it. Yeah. I think that if people stopped with that mentality, BMX could actually get money put back into it. Because here's the thing about BMX. It can't support itself. There's only this much pie... And this much pie isn't big enough to support the people who are involved with it. So you have to go to other pies to get to for anything to come of it or to keep it going. Right. And it's up to the older guys to try to give back. But a majority of them are trying to pay the bills so they don't give a fuck. They might like BMX, but they like themselves surviving and living longer than they do the actual idea of BMX. And it's people that are like-minded like you and myself that have never had a chance to make money that's big enough to give us the idea of doing something well, like that. Well, uh, it's also partly because there's not an excess of it like there used to be. If there was an excess, people would be more inclined to give back. But now people are just trying to... Uh, Hold feed on. themselves like just feed themselves and if, if you could barely feed yourself off of something you're not going to be thinking about 
what you can do, you know, with that. You're like, oh shit, I need that to pay rent. I can't use that to do this. Right, but in the long run, you got to know that the salary that you get from a fucking BMX company isn't that big anyway, and you should be a man and have a job anyway. That's what you should do. And if you got to get outside resources to help you, like weed maps, like if you smoke weed and someone wants to give you a weed sponsor, like Began has, you know, he's going to be able to pay rent and do more things. So, as much as I don't like that being promoted to kids you're right yeah and the sad part is is that's what he's into so that's what he gets yeah and it's like i don't like that shit i don't care for it but if that's what he does and it's legal and it's fine and he's of age and it's helping out the bmx community and it's getting some sponsors some money then so be it yeah the, the thing that I just wish everything wasn't so political. Yeah, but the political part is like cool and not cool. Yeah, and that's what I mean by political. Out. Yeah. So it's like you know, it's like street runs everything. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the mentality of like street riding is the best thing in the whole fucking sport. Nobody cares about anything else. And it's just like every everybody thinks the way street riders think, and it's. Uh, it doesn't work that way. I wish it was more of how it used to be, like a, a race, like an all-around riding. I wish there was more all-around riders. Somebody said earlier, hell, I would ride for Tampax if they would want to pay. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing. Nobody wants to promote themselves. They're not nobody because there's people doing it. There's people who are working with outside companies. But BMX as a whole doesn't accept stuff like that. So, those companies aren't going to see it. it. I don't know. It's hard to. It's a hard topic. Well, a lot of it is has to go with: Are you willing to put yourself out there enough to have those companies notice you and give you a chance and an opportunity? Yeah. And you know, people go into Vice, Vice, whatever it is. Feast, I don't know yeah. how much they're getting from those. X Games. What does X Games give you? I don't X know. Games gives you a fucking blue check mark next to your name, and that's it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> X Games pays pretty well. I think. Probably not as good as it used to, but I'm pretty sure X Games pays pretty do pretty good. Um, yeah, I, I I guess if you don't have a job and you think whatever money they're giving you for six months to work on a project's good money then yeah, but to me it's not good money. Oh, are you talking about uh, Real Street or Real BMX? Yeah. Gotcha. I'm talking about X Games, like the contest. I, 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 think, I think you having your uh, contracts with sponsors matching you. Well, that's like, how it's always, like that's Scotty, always been. When Scotty had like Monster or whatever match him and then he had Fox match it and then he had yeah. Hype match it. And that's why a lot of those other companies go broke when you get those fucking big contest riders in there. They end up going broke because they have all these contracts where they got to match. Somebody wins $25,000 and you got to match their win. You're fucked as a company. How are you going to make back twenty five k? Right. From a person, I don't care how much advertising they're doing out there. Unless you're Dave Mira pulling in all that money, you're not going to make that shit back. Yep, because, dude, it's not cool to promote BMX, you know? 
You're not loud. You got to be core, man. Why would you post about companies that you ride for? I just don't know. I just don't know if you if if BMX can BMX can't sustain doing that anymore. It's it's impossible. That's why you don't see things like that anymore. Like you don't see people making a hundred thousand dollars, like bigger names back then. I was about to say a few people's names, but just you know, MTV was involved in a lot of that shit too. Remember the music festival, MTV music festival ninety eight ninety nine. No, because I was five. <laughs> okay. Well, they threw out a contest, and they did vert, dirt, and street. Yeah. And they paid really good money, but it gave other advertising dollars. I mean, the Gons and Troy McMurray were on the real world, and the Gons is running around naked and got punched the fuck out by a rapper. I can't even remember who did it, but there was just so much great stuff, and it got so much publicity for BMX at the time. And and now well, and you, that kind of stuff could happen again if... Uh... If the mentality of making money isn't cool and working with big companies isn't cool was out of here because that's how things like that happen. That's how opportunities like that come up by working with companies who have higher up people that you're talking to who have friends who are like, oh, we could get this guy and do this and we could do that with it. But if no one is working with these big companies because it's not cool, we have to be core, then it's just never going to happen. Yeah, but then getting the chance and the opportunities and the people that ride street don't have a big enough resume to do that and they're not clean cut enough to get it. They so could. Shit talk. Yeah, they could, but they're <laughs> not going to change their ways, you know, because it's, it's cooler to go to a fucking street spot and drink and smoke weed and smoke cigarettes all fucking day long than it is to be clean cut and turn into Logan Martin and have a sexy body. <laughs> have a sexy that, body. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we could sit and do that. The hard part is, is, I personally would sell the fuck out if a bubblegum company hit me up and said, hey, chew bubblegum and do this. And you want to know? In a sense, I will say that I everything about BMX and try to do what I can and all my friends that hang out with me, you fucking damn well sure, for sure, will all have bubblegum. You, and you know why that wouldn't be selling out? Why? Because you'd want to do that. Because you wouldn't hate doing that. Because you'd be paying your bills and stuff off of something that you love, not something that you hate and don't want to do. Selling out is doing something you don't want to do to make ends meet. And a lot of people, I feel like a lot of people sell out every single day when they go to a job that they hate to work for a boss that doesn't like them doing something that they absolutely hate because they have to. When they, like, so many people... I don't know if there's so many people, but I've heard stories about people with opportunities at paychecks in BMX to support themselves, not taking it and getting real jobs instead. Well, the other thing though too is it's just a pipe dream. And once you get your dream and you realize what it's really like, then you realize like, oh shit, I got to grow up and do something else. So that's the other thing is, you know, you get a kid and he's super hungry and he just wants that title. And it's just three little letters, and it says P-R-O, or it says S-P for fucking sponsored on there, and that's all they want. And then once they reach that goal and they get there and it gets to a point of getting a paycheck, they just become lazy. You can go through history and look at groups of riders that wanted it more than fucking anything, and then once they got 
to that goal. They just went like this. They all do it. You get all these amateurs from freaking California, and it's a big group of them, and they're all filming, and they come out with a really dope video, and every single one of them gets sponsored, and they all get pro, and once they reach pro, what do you hear from them? What do you see from them? Oh, a video once a year. Oh, an edit once a year. Or another big name fucking pro that puts out an edit every two years, but he's so good he keeps getting more sponsors, which makes no sense to me. And it's just like they get to this pinnacle point that they all wanted, and then they forget what it was like to be that little guy down here to be hungry, and then they get here, and they don't know how to maintain it or do anything because they've already made it to that point. Yeah. And that's why, like, a super pro, there's I can name, like, four super pros that exist. Dakota Roche, Corey Martinez. I'm going to say Corey Nastasio is definitely a super pro because if you go out to the trails at nine in the morning and you send a double fucking backflip <laughs> self film and you're 42 you're a f you you're just godly like you just don't get pros that go out there and then put in that work and then keep it going with you know putting out new videos for all your parts and all this stuff that comes out and it's like I can think of a pro that gets a new shoe and gets a new bike and gets all of this stuff and you don't see anything from him. <laughs> it's funny because I know exactly who you're talking He's about. not doing anything that represents kids and it goes to represent the bike company that they're riding for and the bike parts. It's like your name might be cool, but you're not really doing anything to make that company make more money. And One video a year is not enough. Not with the way that you can just take a phone and whip it out of your no. pocket and go out and get clips. And kids, kids just want to watch shit, man. Yeah. I it doesn't even matter if it's good. Can you imagine? Like, I feel like all of BMX fucked up when it came to the vlog. They totally blew it. Completely and utterly just missed the mark. Because when the vlog became a thing... It immediately and instantly became an easier way for kids and huge name pros that they only see in gnarly videos to connect on a day-to-day -day level. Because you, even if they didn't do it every single day, if some, can you imagine if Garrett Reynolds made one video a week just sessioning with his friends? Didn't you didn't use the craziest clips that he did during those sessions? Just normal, chill, having fun stuff. Can you imagine how much more? Like, there's so many people that could do that and do so much more cool stuff because of it. Right, but then it comes down to what BMX means. Okay, for us, because we love BMX so much, we have all of these ideas. You take a different love, like. This is the love that I don't like, and maybe I'll get criticism for this, but I'm going to say it. Those guys that want to imitate and be exactly like every fucking skateboarder that's out there. Ooh, let me get a VX out, bro. Ooh, let me get thickies and roll them all the way up to my fucking thigh bone and dress exactly like they do and do everything like they do. Dude, this is fucking BMX, man. Set your own trends. Dress the way that or we Or just dress. be yourself. Do whatever you do. Like no. Yes, but I hate everyone doing this copy every skate video and watch yeah that's not video. being yourself 
No, it's not. <laughs> and it's not being BMX. It's not helping BMX. And I'm definitely picking on one person. And his name is so goddamn big, and it's just irritating to me. I wish that dude would just realize that, like, dude, it's it's not, it's not helping. I wish I knew who help. you were talking about. <laughs> Watch his skate videos all the time. Only puts out an edit once in a while. Gets a sponsor, a fucking new one, every ten seconds. Rides for the biggest company with the biggest best bike rider in the whole world that's out there. Has blonde hair. Hasn't had a good video part since the last fiending. That's the guy I'm talking about. Oh, you're still talking about the same person. <laughs> yes. I'm talking about big names like that one, and then don't do anything to try to help in any way. Good, dude, cool. You got van sponsorship. They gave you a fucking shoe. Awesome. Do a little bit more. At least Garrett puts out a clip on Instagram every day, and it usually blows everything up. You know? I, I, I just wish... But this is the whole thing. Like, we care about that. They, Other people care about other things than us. And I don't understand it until I hear it from them and talk to them. I don't have a relationship with them. So I'm not really shit-talking. I'm doing more of what I perceive from the outside yeah. and how I feel about it and how I want things. Because the guy is amazing. Holy is crap. What? <laughs> what? The post... I'm, I'm on Instagram. The post before... Something about the uh, shoes was a month. No, holy crap. Two and a half months of yeah, nothing. No. Must be nice, man. Vegas. That's what? Funny. You know, the, uh, the funniest part about Specialized Vegas is how Dan's comp bought out all the old specialized and turned it into the the poverty bike. <laughs> Wait, what? What do you mean? Specialized. Specialized used to be a BMX company and yeah, they had I know like Josh Hino and everybody on there. Okay. When they stopped making those, uh-huh. Dan's comp bought them all up and turned those frames into the poverty line. Interesting. And was selling those, which is the same thing that uh when Skyway went out of business in 1990, uh, Dirt Brothers bought up all of those. Same thing happened with uh, Hutch. Was it Hutch? When Profile made... Profile... Whoever's frames. What? It was GT and then Profile made those cranks, right? No, I'm talking about frames. Oh, frames. Uh, there was a frame that Profile made that another company like profile made something or another then another company i can't remember how it went it was really funny of a story because because profile made the stuff for them initially then they made their own stuff then something happened where things got relabeled to a different name because the guy bought all of the tubing that was already cut and then put it all together or something. And so like, I don't even know how to explain well, it, but it's fun. That's the same thing that happened to my sponsor is he went to a place to build his frames and unbeknownst to him, that company built those frames and was selling them as their own. But he gave them the money to sell it as Vandal bikes and him and Troy McMurray were going to come together and make a company called evolution bikes. 
and then just all of those mishaps and people fucking people over. Like, that's the hard part, man. Like, everybody, like, if you're older, you can respect and love aftermarket and American parts. And kids nowadays don't understand any of that. All they care about is a dollar. So if they go to the bike shop or they go online and they see parts, let's just take, forget parts. Say you have a part here, a part here, and a part here, and this one's the most expensive, this one's this one, and this is the cheapest. They're going to buy the cheapest every single time now. It used to be that the kids were like striving, like, yo, i got to have the most expensive. Let me get the Thompson seat post. Let me get the King headset. Let me get the titanium bottom bracket. Let me get titanium spokes, like all of this. And these kids knew which companies were the best and which ones had aftermarket parts. Now the kids are just like, Yo, which one sells a $3 bike? Because that's what I want. But yet, the shit breaks, and then they turn around and go, oh, your part, your parts are fucking garbage. Why are they breaking? And the reason they're breaking is because they're generic pieces of shit, and you're paying low bottom dollar for generic shit, but the kids don't understand it. And there's no older guy saying, hey, dude, why are you running this? Why aren't you running this? And, and, and just because I work at a company, I'm trying not to be biased, so I'm not going to name names. We can all sit here and you can name all the companies if you're old enough and follow it to realize that. It's the same with you should tell kids that are younger than you, this is Van Homan. This is what he's done. You should know this. Yeah. This is profile. This is what they've done. This is how good it is. This is something you should strive for. And that's us that, right now on this yeah. stream. But that's against, like, obviously, that's a competitor of mine, and I run Merit. So you can go like this. Look, you can take two difference right here. Profile. If you're going to get their wheel set and you go that route, you're going to pay 350 for just one back wheel where you can go through me and get the same lifetime warranty and get it for cheaper than that. But then you can go lower than that, and you can go to huh, wheel, and it's 99 bucks. Yeah. What's it going to go for? 350 285 or 99 they're always going to go for well 99. here's the thing we all have to learn the hard way before we learn <laughs> i bought when i when i needed a set of forks i bought the cheapest possible forks that i could find and then i broke them because they were junk so then after that i got good forks because i needed to learn the hard way that you don't buy the cheapest possible part Okay, we'll take it the other way. Take, say you broke that part and you just gave up. Yeah, like, oh, definitely. All the time. Where definitely. It's like, okay, here's a DM I just got today. Uh, your fucking, your rims are shit. I bent the axle. <laughs> so Your rims are bad because I bent the axle yeah. that isn't the rim. <laughs> and obviously this is like a, I, I, I'm giving a different example of something which happens. And then I just tell the kid, look, the rim is fine. You might have bent the axle. This is what you need to do. If you bent it, a majority of the time, they didn't bend it. You know what it is? What is it, offset in the dropout? No, they just have things loose and it isn't on there tight enough. And they just want the attention to have somebody tell them. Yeah. But they just want to reach out and then say, hey, fuck your company. Fuck you. I want my money back. I ripped my seat. It's like, I didn't rip your seat. That isn't a fault from us. That's because you wrecked and threw your fucking bike, and that's the reason it ripped. Yep. Or 
anything that comes out there. See, that's the hardest part is like every single day I have kids that say things that are just so bad. It's like I could never call up Rick Moliterno and be like, yo, dude, fuck your Cobras. <laughs> fuck that Cobra jacket. I ripped it doing a wall ride because I fell up against the wall. It was my fault. But since it's yours, I want a free one. It doesn't work that way, man. Yeah. You're the one ripped the fucking jacket. But back in the day, you couldn't just contact that person personally. Now, you just have this little green arrow, and that thing shows up in a box, and if the person chooses to click it or not, and a majority of the time, the kids are smart enough to know to put four words in there, and those four words are, fuck you, suck my dick, obviously I'm going to open it. <laughs> and, and it's oh. just, it's disgusting how it is. It's just like, oh, the new one. You want to know what the new trend is? How many fucking likes do I got to like on your photos to get a free pair of grips? Huh. I don't give a fuck if you liked every photo. I have 7,213 posts in my Instagram. If you liked 7,213, I ain't giving you fucking shit, kid. You know what I will give you? Send me a self-sealed stamped envelope and uh, your name and address and all that shit. And I'll send you free stickers. That's the only thing free I'm going to send you. Nobody can survive giving away shit for free. Yep. And it's uh, like... I had a, had a thought on your uh, cheap parts thing. Yeah. There's a, there's a problem with that. And this is also attached to the whole... <laughs> Hold on. Kurt. Did you read what Kurt Yeah, wrote? I read it. I was... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, no. That's probably the best one. Kurt, don't give kids ideas. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> You're fine. It was funny. Uh, part of the whole making money whatever thing, um, because Trevor was talking about this, and he was talking about like how he wishes people would, like, or you just, like, people riding because they enjoy it, you know, and people doing this stuff because they enjoy it and whatnot, and the people riding for companies because they enjoy it i think i don't know either way though the whole the whole idea that uh things become honest again too is like that's never gonna happen because everybody wants to make that paycheck and they don't care if they're riding for a bs company that makes the worst parts ever and they're gonna they're just gonna promote the worst parts ever and that's part of what your your thing is you those cheap parts out there you've got riders promoting those as if they're good so kids are seeing that there's another thing that those guys can do and it's just to tell the kids like hey look you might think i'm running those things but i'm running a higher quality one than the ones that you think that come from the completes that you're the one buying from they're not going to do that because they want to make money yes but how Okay, let's be honest. How many times have you been around a pro and he's promoting his bike and telling a kid to buy that shit? Oh, dude. And what dude. I mean buy it, say like, oh, yeah, this is the best tire you ever had. A majority of these pros, and I'm going to be very honest with you, and if I sound like I'm being bitter or salty, ignore the fuck out of majority of every kid. A majority of them. And if the answer comes, oh, yeah, yeah, I ride this. It's good. That's it. It's never a drawn out. It's never a big talk. Unless you get a skate park, dude who talks to a lot of kids and is super nice, then I can see it happening. But you get a street rider guy, he's not going to sit there for 10 minutes and talk about his new whatever company comes out there. 
And let me tell you, I ride with enough of pros, and I hear little kids say it to them, and I never hear it ever say it. But obviously, it's cheating because I'm a sales rep, so all I think about is selling things. But at the same time, I have enough knowledge to realize that, like, hey, look, this kid just wants attention and wants to know that. Yeah. Well, it's part of your job as a professional BMX rider to uh, talk to those kids and promote your company that you ride for you know what your job is check it out let me give you your job here's the scenario we're at a bmx jam all right there's 200 kids there check this out who am i what's up taylor every single street pro not every single i'm lying right and then they just sit down here they do this number a kid walks up and they're like yeah, yeah, yeah what's up man cool little hand tap or they just straight ignore the kid and then they walk off and then you get ignorant ricky walk up and go hey you fucking piece of shit get off your ass and go out there and ride your bike and be like chase dehart who's a real pro and goes and talks to the kids i hate god i wish i could say that pro's name fuck half these people i just want to call out i'm going to get some candy (laughs) half these people i just want to call out i'm getting candy we should do a stream about uh, what a real pro is versus a versus a fake pro, because there's a big difference. Now, I that's Kurt. That's why I said not all of them. I'm lying. That's why I said that because definitely not everyone. No, um, number one, these are personal opinions because I've been around and I've seen them, and not every pro does this. And I'm pretty sure there's bad skate park dudes that are bad. Oh, there's bad anything. Yes, there's bad anything. I'm just saying from the examples that I've seen from big name pros and seen some of them do it, it's very upsetting to me. And don't get me wrong, I've been an asshole to kids too before. But usually when I'm an asshole to a fucking kid is when the kid's like, hey, faggot, why don't you do something underhanded? If you call me a faggot and you start it off that way, I'm going to be a douchebag to you, you little prick. Yeah. it goes hand in hand, but I just don't like when you get the cool guy thing. I think cool guying is so shitty. You're right. You're definitely right. Uh, it sucks because that's totally like not. Here, let me give you an example. 1990. Kevin, this is yeah. not salt. This is truth. 1997. I'm at a vert uh, show. Right? I'm at a vert show at my local fairgrounds. Uh, I just started riding bikes. I really don't know everybody yet. I'm, you know, I'm really into it. I'm super excited. There's a guy called Rider in Black. He's up on the deck. I'm screaming. I think he's the coolest guy in the world because he can do a fakie backflip on a vert ramp but never land it. And I'm so excited to go meet him. And he fucking cold-shouldered me. I stood in line to try to get to see him. And he cold-shouldered me. Wait, is this not... This isn't Re- Dion, is it? This is Rick Thorne. Oh, I don't know. I know Ryder in Black. Yes, that's his. That's Ryder in Black. That's his name. I didn't know. That's his nickname. But anyway, he was at a Burt thing that he did at the fairgrounds, and they came through a place, and I was there, and he cold-shouldered me. <laughs> Years later, he was cool to me, but it, it's like, look, if I didn't stay with BMX or do anything... I would have predicted everything in BMX was exactly what he foreshadowed. Now, maybe he had a bad day. I don't know what it was. But little Ricky didn't let that shit go. Yeah. 
professionalism, man. There needs to be more of it. Oh, and don't get me wrong. I'm definitely not the biggest professionalistic person ever. I probably, I'm probably a, an habitual, uh, an habitual offender of everything that's offensive. Yeah, I don't know about that one. You weren't <laughs> punk enough, Ricky. Huh? You weren't punk enough. Yeah, you're probably right. I'm still not punk enough to meet Rick Thorne. How many oh, people are on here? Nine? Sixteen. Holy shit. I know, I'm feeling like out of it super bad. I'm not. I'm enjoying this conversation. It's getting me pissed the fuck off. <laughs> I know it is. It's enjoyable. I, uh... I wanted to watch some more videos and, uh... Kind of get a little bit of format and talk about a few things, but it's like I'll be very honest with you. When I go to BMX Union and I see some of the videos posted, I'm really excited because he puts things on there that are it's not people I know, yeah, it's usually people I don't know, and it's everything. It's from BMX Racing Flatland. He shows everything, and yeah. then I click the button that says the come up, and all the come up is is something vloggy. And I and vlogging. Vital is worse. I don't like. Yeah, but Vital's in it for the money. Let's just be honest. All right, they just want to make their dollar and then call it good. That's all they're doing. They're just trying to get some kind of money that's on there. That's why you have a thousand ads, and it says buy this Haro bike or this GT, call it good, right? And then I just think the worst one that's all out there. It. it I don't even think I. It's not even worth me going to the come up anymore. Because number one, you should never put a post or do anything that badmouths another company. Right. And number two, it's like I don't have enough time to just watch that same person over and over, which is Nate Richter. Like I, I get it. Nate Richter works for the place and does all that. But so does Charlie Crumish. So does like 15 other people that help with that. But they're not self-promoting the majority of the time. Yeah. And I just see nothing but Nate stuff. And it's just like, I feel like it's like, okay, this is no longer the come up. This is stranger. It's like, it, it's not fair. And it's the same thing when you go to Vital. This is well, horror. How many people in the chat have at one point in their life checked the come up on a regular basis, but don't anymore? I'm the exact same way. I used to check the come up every day. I had the app on my phone. I looked at it every single day. Now I haven't been on the come up in years. Kurt, but is it because Nate is the only one motivated to still actually get content? It's the wrong kind of content. We're talking about the difference between posting yourself and posting what's going on in BMX on a BMX media website. Yes. Okay. So, Kurt, it is awesome that he is posting. I have nothing against that. But it is a news BMX media outlet. And it shouldn't be Nate, 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 Nate. Oh, yeah. Mongoose is selling this bike. Nate, 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 Nate. Somebody is having porn and a hip-hop artist. Nate, 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 Nate. Like, it shouldn't be like that. That's what we're saying. Yeah. I don't even. I don't. I don't know. I, I just. They can do whatever they want with their YouTube channel and posting that. It's just when you don't 
follow or cover anything that's going on in BMX. <laughs> that's like, well, you're not really a media site anymore. Right, and that's why I just don't even check it. I, I just it, it upsets me all the time. Um, BMX Union isn't biased, and he posts people that don't have big numbers, and I love seeing that. I want to get to know everybody and get to see it. And Dig make Dig, Dig always does crazy things, so it's hard for me to do Dig. And then the Ride UK is Ride UK is like not really existent anymore. Well, it has cookies. So I have a hard time with fucking letting those cookies in there. But they do have some content that I'm interested in. Same with Dig. Dig does some things I like, but a majority of the time it just doesn't. And Vital, Kyle Carlson's always done the same thing. They just go to a contest. They they shoot all the contests. They do all that. And then they do whatever's close to them. The same thing how Ride BMX used to do it. Oh, we're a big media BMX media place, but we're gonna shoot all this stuff with everybody that's around us and not do anything else. So it's like I just I just like I think that's also a victim of the lack of money within BMX and outside companies not being involved with BMX because they can only afford to do what they're getting paid for. If there was bigger outside companies involved, they could afford to do more and be involved with wider spreading things right it sucks i i I do i do agree with you kurt like with with nate i have nothing wrong with nate yeah there's nothing wrong with what he's doing it's just the fact that it's a bmx media site so there should be more than just what they are doing right and that's the only problem that i have and i i just don't like it And, and it really sucks because it was a big thing, man. If you got your edit on the come up, that was the greatest feeling ever. And, you know, in 2009 when I got my first edit up there. That was big. I, in 2000, 2011 was when mine was first on there. And, yeah, and, uh, and it felt good. And I watched it and you just – everything was great. And I remember if you got posted on the Instagram, on the come up Instagram, you were doing something innovative or yep. super technical or super hard. Yep. And it was a privilege to get on there. Now it's like I look at it and it's like wreck or not. Nah. Like obviously, let's be honest, my morning posts are nothing but reposts of people eating shit or scooters or whatever not, and there's a formula. But I just think that there's a fucking hundred thousand BMX riders out there and they should be shouting out those kids like they used to. I think uh I think there's a a difference too thought about this before from our perspective because we've been involved with those things for so long and been on them so many times it's like desensitized to it but at the same time it is no longer a privilege to be included in on in the come ups instagram or well actually i would say this it's even harder now not on their instagram but on the come up's website <laughs> because they don't post much right but it's not it's not a the, there's not there's no prestige in it which isn't why i did it before the first time that we were put on the come up sponge was like we were at the skate park the day the first time we rode after our video got put on there and he's like that's pretty cool what adam 22 said about our video cuz he's 
like he has to watch a lot of videos and my response was who is that <laughs> like i sent him the video and he posted it and i didn't even know who he was but without adam 22 bmx wouldn't be as big as it is and there wouldn't be a media format like that like the espn yeah. media so i am happy that adam did that and adam's on his own thing and he does his own thing so it's like dude you got to choose now you either do your hip hop thing and be fully in that, which I support. Go do that. But if you're going to be a part of BMX, don't pick and choose what BMX you're going to do and what's going to make you money from that. Be a part of it like you were before, man. That dude's got so much knowledge, and his writing was so good. Like, I'm not lying to you. When you watch some of his interviews from the back in the day when he did it with Brian Castillo, and he did things that great. His interviews that he did with all those come up ones, man, I fucking watched them. Yeah. Until people i didn't care for yeah and it's not people i didn't care for it was just like i don't know who these guys are so i'm not interested yeah that's just the way it goes but the dude had great and i give him all the props for that i give vital every once in a while when they're not being so political and being on the ryan nyquist tip all day long because every time i hung out there it's like ryan nyquist is saying do this do that or hanging out with them and they're just doing the contest scene and, you know, I wish it was more – it was that way. And Dig. Dig's got a lot of craziness, but Dig sure loves doing some politically crazy things. Yeah. Oh, so maybe, definitely. Maybe it's an overseas European uh, – like, we don't get it. Like, they're they're cheeky, right? That's the right word? You know, I have no idea. They're cheeky. So their, their sense of humor is different than ours. Yeah, I like, get what you mean. I'm just saying, like, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's humor or if it's like actual salt. But when they do like the first wall ride or the first rail, and they did all those things, the those history of El Toro, that was cool. Yeah, see, when they do those things, it's really great. But to get the knowledge to do all that or to get all the information for that takes a long time. So I can understand with them coming out with things later or long or doing whatever, but. If you're a We're getting BMX there, Dan. media, you should be posting everything. You, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yep. the kid that passed away tragically from BMX racing a couple weeks ago. Yeah. All the way down to um Literally. got a new colorway coming out for their twenty nineteen bikes. That's literally cool. everything. Yeah. Like that's and that's why I like what's his name? Ad Kurt uh, BMX Union. Yeah, I, I just support him. I think the issue with BMX Media is that it's so political, so uh, so based on money that there really isn't possibilities for people to have like prestige in working hard on something that gets put on those because there's like it's so hard to make happen anymore right uh you know with um ryan fudger and jeff z and i see uh yeah they're asking for al bmx and that's just an you know they're trying to come back from ride bmx so hopefully they learn and remember that like all right well we had all this corporate help and everything was big here and we had these chances and we capitalize for whatever at this moment. Now we're starting fresh from here, and this is supposed to be about BMX, our BMX. Let's hope that they go down a different lane and they start doing different things. And I, I just wish 
I right. wish Chris Rye would start something. Chris Rye does the best shit ever. The guys that did props, plain and simple. If they had a, mo- a, D- a BMX outlet thing, everyone in BMX would support it. There just needs to be a YouTube channel and website combined that are done right. Yeah, it's 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 hard though. It is hard. It's extremely hard. That's why it, that's why there's not really anyone who's like, as it's not as big as it was. Because people haven't figured it out yet. Right. But as much as me and you have these conversations weekly, every Sunday, and we have dedicated people that stay in these with us and have been here since the beginning, since we started doing this months ago, you know what I mean? There's going to be maybe 20 people that like us and twenty or thousands of other people that don't agree with us or that haven't seen it or don't understand. So it's there's so many opinions and... So many people out there that have different ideas that it's hard to collectively come together and get everyone into one place. Yeah. That's why it's super amazing that the come up was this big fucking towering media god it was for as long as it was. That is super amazing and everybody was just like, I have to be a part of this. Yep. So now yep. it's now it's gotta find somebody else that they're willing to understand and believe in and go that part. And and it's, how do I even explain it? There wasn't really any exclusion at that point in time. It was just whatever was the best. Yeah. It wasn't like, we're only going to post street riding. No, they didn't only post street riding because shit, they posted my videos, you know? Like, it's not only street riding. So there can't be any exclusion with it. Well, I, I just... There needs to be a universal thing, and it needs to be... They need to include more of amateurs and beginners and get people that are excited about it and not just do this whole fucking pro thing. And they got to think of it in a way of how do you keep people to be a part of something is when they're included. Well, our BMX and those guys, they're, they're doing that. But they're also walking that line of we have to make money, otherwise we're we're gonna fall apart and fail. They're uploading the videos from users, you know, like they're uh, they're posting videos on their YouTube channel from people who submit their stuff, who are amateurs that we've never heard of. Every single week, I see people posted on this YouTube channel, see videos posted from people that you have no idea who they are. While at the same time they're posting their own stuff that they're making. So like they're doing it. It's just it sucks that they're so small. Like we're, they're just showing. I mean it, I guess it's just showing how big the uh, interest base. That's the word you could use. The interest base is for BMX right now. Do you think there's people out there that are resentful towards them? And the formula that they had before? Well, I mean, before they started including outside people, yeah, it was all just L.A. and the surrounding areas. And people who were paying them. Right. And that's the hard part. See, are they selling out because they got to survive and they get it? See, there's always that gray area. Yeah, they're doing what they have to do. Right. And that's the same thing like Vital. Vital's going to do what they got to do and do it, and they'll throw a couple things in I just wish it's like, yo, do what you got to do, 
But at the same time, remember that this generation that's here is going to be here, and the generation that's here or up here is going to be way down here. That's what in what what is the what's this level? This level is beginners and amateurs and young kids that are. I mean, what are what's the bar? These like people. That what are we it. showing? Like these are people that made it, and then these are the ultimate pros. Those ultimate pros are only going to last for so long before they. And these kids are going to be the ones that are in control of BMX. And if you rub them wrong or don't do anything with them, majority of them are all going to leave, and you have a few selected few left, and that's where you get the salt. Because everybody takes every situation that they have or how they feel about it, and then that turns into their opinion based upon what they've learned or what they've had happen to them. So it's the same thing when a kid says, holy fuck, you actually answered your DM and you answered my question? I said, yeah, I answer almost every single one as long as the person isn't being a douchebag. It's just like maybe, maybe because I'm not good at BMX, I want to include as many people as possible inside this instead of just holding BMX like, all right, you have to be this fucking good to be this. Uh, there's, To me, the pie is bigger where you can have other entities in part of that to be part of a team. And well, there's also the aspect that you don't have to worry about that parts of that part of things taking away from your paycheck. All these things that we're talking about, the people have to worry about, like, if they do this wrong or they put out this person that's wrong, whatever, it could affect their paycheck. <laughs> so, uh, here's another thing. 36 years old, has nobody to ride with. He works a hundred and I think he works a hundred and one hours a day. Used to be the filmer for Shola and everything. This is Scotty HD. You're not yet. Put it in front of the camera. <laughs> no. Nope. By himself. There you go. That's perfect. Hop whip. You are shaky. That dude. I didn't know anything about him before he came to that park when we were there. Yeah. Dude was trying hop down whips. That was sick. <clears throat> Kurt, ADHD. You're right. That's funny. Uh, he's the one that got me into do underhanded stuff. You and your. He could underhanded. do underhanded bunny hop truck drivers. He and could. Yeah. That's insane. Who does that? Guys, if you have some questions, throw them in the chat. Jersey Drew is on here. Jersey Drew is on here. Fat BMX is too small, though. Fat BMX is like... If you ask 10 random kids on the internet if they know what Fat BMX is, they will say, absolutely not. I will tell you, all the information that I need on certain things, because they leave all their files up, and they don't erase any of it, there's like 20 years of good BMX knowledge in their files. Oh, I'm, they have shit. done everything. It's all there. It's just they don't have a huge audience for whatever reason. Well, social media, I just like they are a social media, but they're not utilizing social media. Gotcha. 
I like this question. Show riders versus contest riders. There's a big difference. Yeah, show riders actually make money. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, 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 damn. (laughs) You get paid. You know how good it is to be a show rider? You got to be consistent. You got to have. You got to be willing to just go out and do the same shit every single day. Yeah, you don't have to be insane. No. You can be an announcer and make really good money doing it. I, I did. I've done a few, and the amount of money that they were that they were paying, I, I legitimately, if they gave me that job, I could do that job for six months and then not work for six months and be totally fine for money. Because that's they how shows just so naturally are. Goddamn good, dude! And the the show riders who ride for like uh, this. Uh, what am I trying to say? The the show that Cedar Point does in Ohio, they yeah. make so much money. It's insane. Yeah. The When the circus was a thing, the circus riders were making so much money. But it's you also... And you're under contract. Exactly. It's also extremely demanding. And you get if you get hurt, they'll only pay for your food, some of them. And that's it. And then you can't. So, like, there's ifs and ands. But if you're smart and you can get into a contract and just do six months, you literally don't have to work for a year. You or just, or just work. don't work for the circus or the Cedar Point type show. I mean, it, unless you can. Obviously, if you want to, whatever. But, like, there's so many other teams out there where okay, yeah, yeah. The, they, those they, stunt they, team they're riders. So good. They're, they're Dude, you're doing 15 minutes to a 30-minute show, and you're dividing that by four riders. Two or three times in a day. Maybe two is normal. Three times is a lot. Yeah. And you're getting that same amount for each show. And if you do a doubleheader, it doubles. You work for two hours a day because you have to set up and tear down. Some We'll call it three hours a day to make enough for freaking... You make more money in that time than you do working two and a half days at a job for six and a half hours. Yep. It's pretty crazy. And all you have to do is be able to 360 a box jump. Backflips help a lot. You don't have to be able to backflip, but it helps. And then just do random other tricks. Like, yeah. It's pretty awesome. I, I was told that if I could wreck without getting hurt, he has no problem paying. <laughs> That's sick. Um, uh, what are your opinions on riders who destroy other people's jumps because they're too big? That's just wrong. You don't touch anyone's jumps. It's a good way to catch a butt whooping. I, uh, Glenn in the house. That's my dad. Um, my opinion on trails is if you show up and people don't have a problem with you jumping them, be respectful. But if you show up constantly and you're not putting forth any effort, you deserve not to fucking be there. If period. you're okay, here's the here's my official opinion on that because I co- I come from a set of trails where we don't expect people to dig. We'd rather do the digging for you. But if you're a local or you're there as much as a local, help out. Yeah, contribute. Buy a shovel. 
bring a shovel, bring a wheelbarrow. Do, just do anything, bucket. literally anything. You know, the guy that just shows up and rides, there's always that dude. And there's always the dude that has a shovel in his hand but never fucking gets a piece of dirt on that shovel. <laughs> that guy's annoying. I, I just, you know, I can go back to all the hours and days that I put into digging. I didn't give a fuck about people coming to riding my trails. I enjoyed the fact that they enjoyed my masterpiece and what yeah, I did. Yeah, definitely. And we had fun together. I just didn't like people abusing it or being there with all of their friends without me and taking advantage of oh, it. Oh, yeah. I can't stand whenever people come to the trails and don't hit me up because I live five <laughs> minutes away from them. And it's like, dude, I would have been there. It would have been fun. Or I would have liked to have been there. You know, and then I don't care if you tear the jumps up because you can't clear them. That's that's don't only care at all. Literally, don't care at all about that. I don't care if you fucking slice a pizza into it or whatever the hell they call that. And you know, I do have a problem if you're jumping the lip and then like a booboking it. You can't do that. It's not a skate park. Don't be yeah. don't be doing yeah. lip tricks on trails. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, we got a quarter I, pipe at the trails for a reason. I don't like that. I don't like people that bogard shovels. Like, that's the worst, too. What do you mean by like, that? Like, they're locking down their shovel. Oh. I ain't there, so you can't use my shovel when I'm not there. Dude, motherfucker, you brought it there. It's going to contribute for using your shovel. You know? Yeah, I, but as far as, like, going to someone else's trails and digging on them without them knowing, that's totally not cool at all. Because that was kind of what the question was about. Yeah, that one's bad, too. Yeah. Can we discuss Den Den BMX? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> it's a guy who's got a YouTube channel. There's not really much to say. He's kind of doing what I'm doing and just filming himself having fun with his friends. How many subscribers does he have? Uh, like oh, just over 4,500, I think. I'm that. I'm all right. I'll be real here for a second. I'm that person who I like find YouTube channels with close amounts or a little bit more than me. And then I'm like fiending to get above them for a you minute. Should you should be, man. That's that's competitiveness. That's your BMX that's inside you, man. It's this is your brand. This is your person. Like you get to utilize by having somebody like me come on here and is willing to sit and talk with you. And Dude, this all goes towards. I'm so you. appreciative of the fact that I have friends who are just just being there, like helps grow things. <laughs> Because once once it gets to a crazy point, it's uh, it's gonna be crazy. I promise. Well, like I said, it always just takes one fucking thing, man. Yeah, I know. One thing, and you never know what it is. And look at how long it took for Billy to get his one fucking thing, dude. It took ten years, and he had to get arrested. <laughs> right, dude. I almost could. Oh my god, you want to hear a story? You guys want to hear a story about the Worcester Skate Park Jam? About how? There was almost a, a fight there, and I broke it up. <laughs> Did Holy you film it? No, and that was my problem. I didn't think about it till it was over. I was like, no! I could have had the craziest video. Outside, or what was it? Okay. So, what happened was... Uh, so, I'll go from the very beginning, because this is a good story. So, at the at our park across the street, the Amish built this little, like, stable thing to park their horses for when they're in town. Okay. So, there was an Amish person, like, hooking up their horse and their buggy to leave. And I noticed that there was three people with bikes, like, walking around the pond that's by that 
towards them. And obviously at that point it was like, okay, whatever. They're just walking bikes over there. And then I look over and I see one of those guys like standing really close to this younger Amish boy. And you could tell he was kind of like getting like, oh crap. Like, and I'm just like, oh man, I hope they don't come over here. <laughs> and, uh, so then they end up over here and, or they end up over at the skate park and they're over there talking, whatever. I'm not really paying attention. All I know is that I noticed that they're all crackheads. <laughs> <laughs> And, and so, uh, one of them was like this dude who's super like cracked out and his hand was all messed up. I think it was just a birth defect or something, but this other guy with tattoos and a, a G, a next bike that had the same, like, like the nowhere frame design. It had that similar thing on it, but it was a next. Yeah, I know and, exactly. Yeah. And it was just, it was just a Walmart bike and, uh. He's got tattoos all over him on his face and stuff too, but he, they were talking about something I wasn't paying attention, but then I hear him start talking about how this dude tried to touch his girl or something like that, and then it goes away for a second. Then it comes back up, and I see him start to go towards the other crackhead-looking dude, and at that point, Sponge is like, hey, no, 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 and I'm just like, hey, no, not here, not now, <laughs> And then he turns around and he's like, who the F are you basically like that? And I'm like, not here. Go somewhere else. Take it over there, whatever. And he's like, he like put, throws his bike down or something. I don't know. He turns around, ignores the other guy. And he's looking at me. And he's like, start saying stuff like, I'll beat you up and take your bike. And, and <laughs> he's talking to me. <laughs> and Victoria's standing behind me. And, uh. And I'm like, I will call the cops right now. And he's like, call them. I'll beat them up too. And, <laughs> yes. and, and, and then I can't remember how it transitioned to it, but he's like, this guy, he tried to touch my girl. I'm like, I'm like, that might be, but do something about it somewhere else, not here. And then he's just going into all these like, how would you feel? And he's like, you got a very pretty girl. How would you feel if somebody tried to touch her and whatever? I'm like, I'd be pissed off, but I wouldn't take care of it here. And, uh, I don't even know. It, like, it's serious. Literally, Ricky, I had my phone in my hand in video mode on, on my tripod the whole time. And I didn't push the button. But, and then it, it just like de-escalated to the point where I'm like, we're just like not here. And, and then I'm like, we're trying to have an event. Oh, I was like, not here. And he's like, he needs to be embarrassed. He needs whatever in front of a bunch of people. I'm like, we're just trying to have an event here. And instantly he's like, oh, you're trying to have an event? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I apologize. I guess I let it slide this time. <laughs> and then he shakes my hand, shakes Sponge's hand, and then like leaves. I love crackheads. Did he sell you a microwave that didn't work or didn't have the... Black no, this guy. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So this guy is the guy with all the tattoos and stuff. And while the before any of this happened and while they were talking, I wasn't paying attention. So uh, uh, Sponge said he heard the guy was saying like how the dude who was like messed up hand who he was trying to beat up said or he's told that guy he owed him still or something. And that guy was like, for the meth? <laughs> and he's like, what, for the meth? And then that dude with the tattoos and the bike goes, 
man, I don't mess with drugs. All I care about are tattoos and bikes. <laughs> it's just so like, oh my God, are you kidding me right now? This is really happening. I could have filmed that and put it on the internet and I just totally blew it. You're slacking, man. I, that just shows that that's not what's on my mind. Like, that's not my priority. My priority was getting it out of the skate park so that we could keep our jam going I without wish, having to break up a fight. I wish you told me that you did a spinning bottle cap challenge to that kid's dome with those big bricks <laughs> you I would never do that, though. Like, that guy was coming at me like he was going to fight me, and I was just sitting on my bike like... You're not doing anything, and there's a skate park with 10 other BMX dudes who aren't going to let anything happen, even if you did, did try. Did Sponge have his shirt off? Oh, we all had our shirts off. It was humid. Yeah. And Sponge I, had this, like, uh, he has he had this thing where he had to have surgery when he was a kid. So you probably, they can't see it, but, like, right below his ribs right here, he has this huge scar because it, like, it would happen when he was a kid. So this, it just grew and got bigger of a scar as he got older and it looks like someone just sliced him with a knife so like he looks like and he's got tattoos so he looks hardcore i like how you went with hardcore yeah uh discuss should greg henry be getting a paycheck and have a signature frame instead of charlie well greg henry was on mcneil what happened is mcneil still a thing yeah oh i didn't know um the only thing that I would say about that is just that Charlie is the camera guy, so naturally Charlie has, done, like, he just, being a camera person and editing and all that, he's just doing a little bit more than what you can do as a writer who doesn't film and edit. I don't know. I like Greg Henry. Oh, new, me too. Absolutely. No, his, his new writing's awesome. We discussed it last week. I just, I just like that he's taking simple things and then does some big burly stuff because he's capable of doing big stuff. But he's also a man. He has a fucking house now. <laughs> yeah, Greg is a rad dude. Who would win in a fright, fight, Greg Henry or God? Well, uh, Greg wouldn't even put down his beer. So that's it wouldn't even... Or his, or his salami. Um, Trick question. Greg Henry is God. That's funny. There was another one that was funny that I... Is Panza just riding Billy Perry's coattails? Discuss. Who said that, Kurt? Yes. Kurt's always got the best ones. I think it just it's easier if you... It's just like Big Boy. If Big Boy... Does Big Boy have a channel yet? Yeah, he makes videos sometimes. Okay, well, Big Boy's doing the same thing. He hangs out with Scott. Who, who hangs out with Spencer? Who gets the... Spencer was originally in Adam LZ's videos, I guess. Okay, well, now who hangs out with Spencer and gets the coattail off of him? No one. No one is? No, no one makes videos that hangs out with him, I don't think. But that's just usually how it goes, man. It's There's yeah. always a duel. There's always, like, two dudes... It's just hustling. Like, why wouldn't you? If I had a... Like, if I had, if one of my friends wanted to make videos and stuff that was in my vid, that was in my videos, dude, all, all day right, long. Okay. Next week we're switching it. We're going live on my my YouTube. Hey, wait a minute. Nah, you said that if any of your friends, you cocksucker. All I got right. a YouTube, 
So we're going to go live on my We're going to go live on both at the same time then. Can you do that? Yes. We would have different perspectives. You would you would have me on your screen and I have you on my screen. Like I don't even know how it works, but it's pretty cool. Oh, Panza is helping Skype me in. Kurt. Kurt said Skype him in? Yeah. What's your Skype name, Kurt? Uh <laughs> Alright, well hold on. Before you, if you if you're Skyping in Kurt, Kurt has to promise me that he won't do anything. Actually, I don't give a fuck. Go ahead. I'll have to cover my face. No, you can't be on if you cover your face. That's funny. <laughs> All this shit talking and he doesn't want to get in? How much how far does a rider have to push themselves and the sport before it's not worth a thousand bucks a month and free parts? Well, first of all, who's making a thousand bucks a month from a sponsor? <laughs> not very many. Uh, Stevie. I mean there's a few, but there's not very he many. He doesn't even he doesn't even push himself. <laughs> There's, there's Tell a lot. Me the world, Austin Augie's making a thousand dollars. Ricky sponging off Brant Moore. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> I made a hundred dollars off of this. That's it. Um. Either way, though, how far does a rider have to push themselves? That's up to a person. There's people pushing themselves farther than riders who are making money who aren't making money. Look at, look at, um, here, I'll give you a person that fucking pushes it to the limit. What about, uh, Jeff that rides for GT? Jeff Purdy? No, that kid does push himself, but not as much as this kid. Uh, that rides for LFS. I don't know who you're talking about. Jeff with glasses? Yeah, Jeff with glasses. I don't know. Dude is ridiculously good, and if you go to a spot and it's fucked, Jeff's probably done it. If it's a handrail or a ledge, Jeff's done it. Kid is absolutely a fucking beast. I'm adding (laughs) Kurt. Are you really? Why not? Oh, yeah, my TM. Hold on. Didn't Jay Doughton grow a YouTube off Spencer Forsman? Holy cow, you might be right. Why am I out of focus? There we go. Kurt, I added you. I don't know if it worked. I have no idea. Yeah, I forgot about that totally. What the heck? J K No Kurt. I have so many Kurt, pictures did it work? of Kurt somewhere and I can't find them. Someone said uh asked if Jay Doughton grew his YouTube channel from Spencer. I'm pretty sure it's true. 
But I don't know for sure because I wasn't watching YouTube videos when they first like started doing it. I I I don't know, but I will tell you, Jay Dalton. Jay Dalton's amongst like if somebody ever took the time to do a top 100 BMXers in BMX, but current, if they took it from the year 2010 to now, Jay Dalton's gonna be in there. He's gonna be a pretty high number. Like I could see him in a. Early 20s. Huh. I think we're in. Oh, Ricky just got blurry as hell. Are you Did in? I... Are we there? Oh my god. He's in. Oh, this is gonna be this is gonna be great. First I wanna talk about animal. <laughs> <laughs> Show your face. We wanna see your face. Oh, I don't know how to do that. There's a video button. There it is. Whoa! There we go. Look at uh, I also want to thank the El Paso Chihuahuas. Yo, I want to thank those fishing lures behind you. Oh, yeah. I fish. Did you ever catch one on the biggest one back there? Yeah. That's sick. What kind of fish? A muskie? A uh, bass. Nice. Dude, I one time went to the Spokane River and I caught a dildo with the head bitten off. No, you didn't. Swear to God, Spokane River is the worst river to fish in. It is so dirty. Am I right or wrong? Shout out to Kurt's beard. Yeah, I caught it at the Riverfront Park. park. I'm not even bullshitting you. It had the balls on it and everything. (laughs) (laughs) You're always bullshitting everyone. Kurt, I am not a bullshit. I am... Kurt, be honest. You've been friends with me for 20... Holy fuck, dude. 20 years. Ricky, move to your right. 20 years, right? You've been 20 years of a friend with me. And you know that I don't mean any harm. Nah. No one does. Even my panza comment. That was (laughs) was made in jest. (laughs) What shirt you got on? You gotta show your sponsor shirt for the day. Merit. Merit, baby. Blurry Rick I'm looks not, better. I'm not wearing a stranger shirt. What a surprise, right? <laughs> I'd show you my bike, but uh, <clears throat> it hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> what bike did you get? I can't tell you. You can't tell me? <laughs> it's a secret. <laughs> it's a mafia. <laughs> That's awesome. But I will tell you, when we get off of here, I have to call you because I got some juice. And oh, I'm like, I got some good juice, but I need to know and confirm the juice because you're you're an inside head. See, here's the other thing, guys, on here. How many people we got on here? 19. Like 16, 17? 19. All right, 19. These two dudes right here, if I get off this phone and I get done with this, I either call Kurt or I call Brent, and then I discuss what me and Brent talked about, or I call Kurt, and Kurt's like, yo, could be in a pussy and say this. <laughs> <laughs> But Kurt talks to so many people. Kurt's got some info and stuff too, so it's always, it's always like good to have, like, conversations from things that you hear inside BMX. I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> All right. Well, fuck you, Kurt. <laughs> I can let you know some. You want to know some current Stevie news? Yeah. No, don't start that. <laughs> yep. No, you can't do that. <laughs> Don't do that, though. I don't know any. I'm just joking. <laughs> oh my! I can God. confirm a new merit rider right now, though. 
Yeah. Yeah. Jersey Drew Protein 2019. I'm going to make dinner with my lady. You're hanging up that quick? That's all you had to well, say? I don't know. What do, you, what do you want to discuss? You said you were coming on here. You had some things. Ask, ask some questions. Talk some things. You've been here since the beginning, and you always have questions, or you always have things. Ask us questions. Why is Ryan Howard not a bigger name in BMX when he's a saltiness? Saltiness. That's why. Fair enough. Because when he does a trick on a handrail, he goes back to that fucking rail and cuts the rail out. <laughs> <laughs> but no one's gonna do anything better on that rail than he did. So it, oh, he destroyed it enough with his riding. He doesn't need to destroy it literally. Yeah, Jesus Christ. If A B if ABDs and one ups are such a like thing in BMX and respect, then why does it need to be cut off? Has he really been confirmed to actually cut a rail out? I've heard I wouldn't be surprised. I've heard it multiple times and I've also heard that he's put a rail in. That's cool too. Yeah, just as much destruction as there probably is, there's also fixing and making things rideable too. Well, if we went to industrial areas in LA after every volume video that was ever filmed, we could find Mastroni's rails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mastroni's a cheater. No, he's not a cheater. He's just a skate park rider. They're just they look like street spots. He literally he literally wanted to get so strange that he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go find another strange guy from another com or another sport. Let me go get Richie Jackson. And be the next Richie Jackson. His part was amazing, but it was like he should have called it Home Depot. <laughs> <laughs> he it's it's not street. street. It's skate park riding, and there's nothing wrong with that. It was. Uh, I, I like to call it Legos or logs when you built and connected things. Yeah. That's what the part reminded me of. It was good though. I'm not. I'm not bullshitting you. There's a lot of ideas in there. I was like, fuck. If he could actually find those setups. That's the problem. What you can't wait till you're. 50 and you come across it when you're on vacation with your wife and your grandkids <laughs> well and i think also we we generally just because it's filmed on the street he never said he's a street rider he never exactly is, a, you know he's just it's like tate it's more for the inner you know the the obviously the experience but then the entertainment value of it also yeah checking it off the list checking things off your list that you literally never could have without building it all right here's one for you drew holston hostelton mm. hostelton i can't say anything yeah. <laughs> holy fuck dude every time i watch his video part i go wow i've been to that spot and i didn't even think of that like, I, I didn't even realize it. There was so many spots in, in Arizona I went to, and then when his video part comes out, I'm like, how the fuck did you think that? That dude, yo, guess where he works and he moved to, Kurt? Alaska? Yep, guess who he works with. Does he work with Josh? Yep. That's crazy. Josh I who? There and then Josh is like, uh, probably one of the best bike riders. Actually, one of the best. He was so good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't know who's gonna see this. I can't express my real views. All right. Well, here it goes. I moved to Spokane when my friend moved there, and there was like four riders that were hungry. Well, five. I just always forget about Rob. What's Rob? Rob Crump. But mm -hmm. Rob Crump is super good on a bike. But it was the same thing. 
we wrote street, Rob didn't write street, so we never included Rob. So it was Mercer, what's Mercer's real name? Mercer. Uh, Mike, Michael Hanning. Okay, Mercer, and then there was Joe, and then there was Josh Parker, and then there was me, and it was like uh, Mercer and Joe were the up-and-coming young kids that were fucking killing it, and me and Kurt were like the older ones, but we're 19, and these guys are like 14, 15. And it was like, we would, Kurt would bring us to a spot, and Kurt would be like, my buddy Joe tried this rail back in the day. No one's done it. And me and, me and Josh are like, fuck that. We're doing it. And that's kind of how it went. And then those two little kids would just sit in the background or kind of do tricks. And then eventually they just, they just fucking started murdering it. And then one broke his back, and then the other one got a man job. Mercer and I got a new video coming out. We're yeah. calling this parking lot. Parking lot purveyors and curb connoisseurs. We're, we're old. We, we don't ride nothing bigger than a curb or anything other than a parking lot. Dude, you look like Bam. That's Mark, okay. Yeah. That's like Lip Lords for parking lots. Lip Lords is sick. Thank I, you. I do have a, a question on why there's not a lot of front brakes when it's called Lip Lords, but. Because I. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. No, listen, listen, listen. There's a reason. There's a reason. Because those people don't send me their clips. I don't I don't go out and search for stuff. I only post what people send to me. I would love to see you just do a whole front brake thing. Like just on that same quarter pipe. I'm sure you have. But just all front brakes and just stall them out like you do those ice. I have to learn how to do that first. <laughs> That's the it's problem. So that is... Uh, I think it's sick. Front brakes is so hard. Watching... Bobby Allister and uh, Rob Ridge. Rob Ridge is so good. He's the How best. How do not pronounce anyone's last name? Right, Altizer. I don't give a fuck. You know the funny part is you guys know who I'm talking about. So yeah. Just... Well, no, here's the thing about Ricky. You'll correct him, and then he'll say it right once, and then go back to how he says it. <laughs> yeah, but the funny part is you, you guys have to decipher. That makes it even funner to figure out what I'm saying. I enjoy it. <clears throat> But yeah, uh, Sponge rode front brakes for a whole video once. I just, I'm like impatient about things. That's why I can't manual. Yeah, that's funny. You can't manual. I had quarter pipes in my driveway. I have a perfect driveway to learn manuals in, but I'd never learned it because I had quarter pipes. I'm like, why would I can go? You like, can you manual a quarter pipe like a deck manual? No, I can manual across the box jump or a pyramid, but I can't manual a quarter. Yeah, but that's like just tapping it. And yeah, I know. I know it sucks. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's just like I was always like, why would I ride down my driveway and pedal back up it when I can ride a quarter pipe right here? I don't know if anyone realizes this, but we got Kurt Rowell on here. This is the first episode where we just like fuck it, let's grab someone out of the chat and put him inside here. He decided he was coming out of the chat. He made it happen. Kurt's uh, Kurt's got some knowledge on him, man. He's uh, Curtis. Give us. Get some knowledge about Curtis Elway. Curtis Elway? Yeah. I don't know. He's from California. Can we discuss how animal bars are the best bars ever made? <laughs> a replica of GT? <laughs> well, well, come on. I'm going to fall out of my chair. Uh, Curtis Elway is sick. That dude's from, like, Northern California, and one of the reasons Solid was so awesome. I mean, like, when they had... And that tip video that had, like, a... Uh, because he was on Primo at that time. Curtis Elwell was sick. He's still sick. 
So he's kind of bitter now. If you see him on Instagram, and oh, dude, he he's a couple times throwing jabs at me, and I'm like, dude, you're way you're in a league way better than me. I don't even know why you're coming to my Instagram and saying something. But he's done it a couple times. But doesn't he own a bike shop too? Uh, one or something? He might. Uh, I know what's his name. Um, Brian Tarada still at the same bike shop he's been at for years. Yeah, when we were when we went to Cal L- or Long Beach, what in February? We're at Vans, and I look over and it was Tarada, and he's just a you know he's I mean he's probably not he's probably younger than me, but I look over I'm like that's Brian fucking Tarada, and everyone else is like who? And I'm like that that's the best bike rider ever. <laughs> and it was me and me and Mercer knew who it was and. And Phil knew who it was, and he's like, yeah, that guy's tight. And he literally was doing the coolest sub-box tricks on that stupid quarter to sub in the back. Yeah. And no one no one even cared. Like, just oh, no yeah, one... because he wasn't doing an up-fucking-handrail to 450 like every other well, kid. Or a feeble to Smith grind to bunny hop out. Booth Troy was riding, and that dude is sick, so. Dude, uh, when I went there... Uh, who's the dude that rode for Flyby? Why am I having a brain? Rides for Empire. Um, Kevin, Kevin Porter? Yeah. So, thank you. I, I knew if I gave you a couple glue. I remember I was sitting in the same area as you where the little the quarter pipe that drops in and goes to the spine, that area. And I look over and I see an old dude walk in and I'm like, I know this dude. And then I saw him turn and he had his little mustache. He's got the little mustache with the wings. And then I was, I remember who I was next to. Oh, this kid, Brandon, that works at this bike shop, The Secret. And I fucking hit him. I was like, holy shit, do you know who that is? He's like, no. I was like, it's Kevin Porter. Oh, fuck, I'm going to suck someone's dick tonight. <laughs> and then I went over there, and I started riding, and then I just couldn't leave Kevin Porter alone. I was like, Kevin, you have to do this. And he's like, what? You know when you go to the mini, and the mini is like, it's like six foot, and then it goes up gradually, and it goes to eight foot? Yeah, I was like, I was like, here's the deal. I want you to ride my bike, and then you set your bike on the so like it's the eight foot quarter, and then it goes down a hill. And I was like, and then we'll set your bike on this quarter, and what I want you to do is jump off my bike, butt slide, and then slide down and jump on my bike and then drop into the quarter. He's like, that's a good fucking idea. I'm gonna do it. I. Fucked him up so bad. <laughs> uh, I love that I can even talk old dudes into doing shit. Oh, that's the best. Still didn't talk me yeah. into doing a rail. That's because we didn't really go to any rails. <laughs> <laughs> it's still sick that it's sick that those guys ride still at a level that is probably pretty close to the level they rode when they were doing their thing. Cause like bike skill doesn't go away. Brian Terrell right. is never going to be bad at riding a bike. Kevin Porter is never going to be bad at riding a bike. Uh, who's someone Midwest. My example is, uh, Cuesta. Cuesta is more yeah, smooth in doing the tricks shit. that he used to do better than he used to do them. Are his bars still all cocked? No, like no, high? not at all. <laughs> Yo, the best quote I ever heard is, Charlie Crummish one day, he's like, yo, Charlie Crummish in 2019 would whoop the fucking piss out of Charlie Crummish in 2009. <laughs> and he's like, think about it. He's like, I'm 10 years better than I was then. He's yeah. like, I'll never, he's like, everybody 
I know when you get older, you say you used to be able to do this, and the only reason you say that is because of the way your body affects you and your mind, right? But if you think about it, the older you are, the better you are because you took all the tricks that you sucked at and then you developed the skills with the ones that you were good at and you, like, you know when you watch an old guy and he goes out and he's like a good rider, he's just consistent. He barely wrecks, he doesn't fall, he doesn't take chances, he doesn't do risks. It's because he knows what his riding is and that's what you earn when you ride longer, And you know what I mean? And Kevin Porter kills it. Brian Tarada kills it. And you know what the funny fucking part is? And I'm going to be the bitter old cocksucker to say this. I feel like they're they're not even pros anymore. But if they came back into it, they would whip the shit out of a majority of pros that are out now. Hate saying it, but they could whip the shit out of them. Maybe that should happen. But also, you have like all these fresh eyes of these young kids. And this is where Ricky and I always argue. Because I'm big on, I think all the new kids are sick even if not everyone does, all these young kids have these new eyes and this new mindset, which is negative or positive sometimes. But, like, Brian Trott and Kevin Porter are still stuck in 2000-whatever, which is fine because it's sick. That's my favorite time. But all these new kids, it's everything's open. Everything's free. Everything's, like, I guess, you know, it, it's so sick right now. Bike riding is so sick right now. I mean, it was sick then, but it's so sick right well, now. Well, remember when we tried to go to California or even Idaho to go ride a skate park and we'd go to jail? Like, these yeah. kids don't even know what it's like to get tackled by a security guard and handcuffed and your fucking bike taken away and getting a $1,000 ticket. Or, this is another one that kids don't really realize or know, is going to SeaTech. Is it SeaTech? In Seattle? Seaskate. Seaskate. Yeah. And you would try this to go gone. there. And you would get punched in the fucking mouth because the skaters, yo, like growing up. What do you mean, Jeff? Sorry, I, I was asking Jeff something from the chat. Oh, sorry. But growing up, like I knew it was called a skate park. So I just had to go, be respectful, try not to fuck up coping, do whatever, show them that I knew it was up, and it was good. Nowadays, there's no skaters left that have that, you know, that mentality, like the skate Nazi thing like we did. And kids, it's easier. Plus, there's no such thing as bulls anymore because now it's all plaza shit. So, yeah. yeah. I went to a skate park on Friday, I think. Thursday, I don't know. No, yeah, it was probably Thursday. What, was that 4th of July? Yeah. I drove 70 miles to Pullman because oh, I wanted shit. to ri ride the skate park. It's like nothing's over three feet tall. And then I was going to go ride some street by myself at the college. And, uh, I was there for like 10 minutes and one skateboarder rolls up with his pregnant girlfriend just starts screaming no bikes. Literally screaming no bikes until I was finally just so annoyed I got in my car and left. For no other reason, he could barely push or drop in and he just kept screaming no bikes. And people... At a skate park that's 35 years old that looks like crap. Yes, it's falling but apart. the other thing but... is people don't understand the Northwest. The Northwest still has that old mentality. It's so stupid. Montana's still that way, where it's just all just skate parks, no bikes allowed, and they fucking enforce it. And That's it's so crazy stupid. that kids don't understand. Like, well, I mean, when we were growing up, there was actual rollerbladers. It's like seeing a dinosaur when a rollerblader shows up now. <laughs> the Northwest still has a strong rollerblade <clears throat> contingent. No, and but... they are sick. Rollerblades oh, are nuts. All they do is hand around. Oh, dude, yep. they, 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 well, they, 
they get towed in by a fucking truck. And, <laughs> and they grind up the rail to hop on top the roof to jump to the other roof to drop back down to the rail. I watch rollerbladers. They're sick. You're a nerd. You know what else is sick? Snowboard Street. Those yeah. guys who are jumping off buildings and gapping bridges and stuff. I just get jealous because of some of the shit they can do and we can't do it on our bikes. That's all I think about. We would die if we had the ability to do that. Oh, I know, right? But that's why I only ride curbs now, man. I'm old. Yeah, yeah, right. Kurt would turn around when I said that. Kurt was looking up and I said curbs and he's just like, what? Damn right. Yo, I'm going to see. Yo. Me and Brent are going to get some clips for your video because I want to see Brent more do some shit with Brent. Oh, my God. Brent, can you ice pick stall a curb? Of course. The ice pick? Oh, my of God. Of course. Game over. Brent Moore doing. <laughs> Everything is a quarter pipe. Remember that. <clears throat> We're going to have to have you put some two-piece bars on, though. I can't, I can't handle. Both oh, you can you. suck my Both dick. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm going to have uh, to blur out Ricky's bike because that thing's hideous. <laughs> you don't like his Superman bike? Uh, I don't know. At least he has matching rims for once in his life. Yeah, I've never had that. That's Oh, funny. I did have it until Antonio fucking stole my shit at the Metro Jam. Yeah, Antonio's tight. That was All right, cool. I got to go. I got to eat dinner with my lady. I got to wake up super early to go to work, so. Thanks for yeah. hanging out. Give us one more bit of advice. Let's go. One more thing. Something if, informative. Something good, not shit-talking. Give us something. If, if you don't like what's going on right now or you don't like, like, you don't, you're tired of watching vlogs or you're tired of seeing vlogs or you're tired of, like, kids' Instagram clips being sick, just don't look at it. Like, everything is happier when you don't look at stuff you don't like. Got it right. Like, there's a billion, there's a billion things in this world I hate and I just don't look at it. Yep. And everyone gets so upset about vlogs and what Scotty Kramer didn't do this week in his vlog or whatever. Like, who cares? Yep. They're just trying to, you know, fuck it. Like, it's not your watch life. Den, watch Den Den BMX. That dude's the sickest. <laughs> I love when you find one <laughs> new thing. I love when you find one new thing and then you just do it. You're such a shit talker. I love you. The la the, my last piece of information, Boof Troy is the best bike rider on Instagram. If you don't follow him, you're, you're missing out. Boof? B-O-O-F-T-R-O-Y. Ricky refuses to do a, ri a rider spotlight on him, and Boof Troy is the sickest ever. All right. Love you, Kurt. Marijuana. <laughs> Thank you. Have a good day. Yep. yep. See ya. Right. <clears throat> that was good. Not sure. Maybe this will fix it. Just to say, see ya to everyone. I'm curious. So, I think it might be good. Uh, reset it. I should have done that a long time ago, but I didn't think about it. Let, us, let me know if you guys want to or let me know some topics to talk about in the future. Leave them in the comments on this once it's a video. I don't really have much else to say today, except thumbtack. I'm super tired, worn out from the jam that we had and the bottle cap challenge that killed me.
So I'm going to sign off and we'll see you guys tomorrow for another video. We'll see you Thursday for another live stream, potentially.